0: Welcome to She Said Let's, where we chat the tricks and treats of the business of film and TV, shine a light on women who've empowered us, boom boom, and dish on plot twists in our life. We just had to say let's too. I'm Kay and I'm Hannah,
1: and today we have a very special guest. He's kind of like a brother to me, Uh, music supervisor, Funky Cold, as I like to call him. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. Mr. Eric Medina is here. Eric and I go way back. Um, we met through my lovely little roommate slash tiny child slash sister Mariah um, a few years back. I actually just recently described a photo of Eric and I to him. Because I forget what we were talking about, but we I think we needed an updated picture.
2: Yes, because we have like, two pictures together in the past that are like good yeah yeah (laughs) and i
1: described this photo to him and he literally just sent me the picture and i was like oh (laughs) yes you know exactly what
0: i'm talking about we're on the same Uh wavelength and I met Eric through Hannah, but I think we didn't really fully connect until Hannah's birthday trip, which was two years ago mm-hmm. in Arizona. Can you believe it's been two years since no. then? That's No, it feels like, yeah, COVID time does not exist, yeah. honestly. no. It's,
2: it's just, everything's a blur through that.
0: Yeah, which will be remembered as the trip that was hot as all hell, <laughs> oh like God. literally in August, who the fuck goes to Arizona? I don't <laughs> Lake know. Lake Havasu, baby. <laughs> Lake death. More like. So, Eric, we don't normally do this on the pod, but because your specific career is often foreign to some, can you explain what exactly it is you do as a music supervisor and or any other things in music and film that you have worked in?
2: Yeah, of course, of course. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. Love you both very much. Such a polite (laughs) boy. Oh, my God. So, music supervision is, is kind of like a beast. So, you know, the simple way to explain it is we kind of oversee all the music that goes into a TV show, a film, advertisements, anywhere where there's like a medium that You know, needs music. So we're always part of that. We kind of oversee the budgets um, and creatively sometimes we pick and choose what songs go into certain scenes. Um, We do on camera performances. So if we're reading a script and there's, you know, a band that's on scene performing, we will sometimes go to book the band and then go on set to make sure that they're recording it correctly. Oh my Um, God, that's so fun. Yeah. So really it's like a lot of just like overseeing the creative and music budget. All aspects of music within a film, TV show, etc.
1: That's
0: so cool. Yeah, I didn't know how much went into it. But oh my god, like, it's I could really go all day into
2: it. It's 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 quite a lot. Um, because yeah, it's also it's like job. I love it.
0: business too. Like you, mm-hmm. you also have to figure out like like you said like budgets. It's like producing mm-hmm. essentially.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, growing up, I was equally as obsessed with film, TV as I was with music. Um, and then I studied business at Rutgers. Um, so I kind of wanted to mix all three together. Um, didn't even know this job existed. I was like, oh, there's just music and everything. I love soundtracks, but I didn't really understand what went into it. Um, but then I learned through it in college. I transferred to Full Sail, took a music business course. Um, we had a music supervision class and that's kind of, you know, how I learned about it. And I just went for it.
0: That's cool that they actually had that at your school because I feel like so many, I mean, you hear all the time people that work in entertainment, they're like, I didn't know this job existed, especially if you're not from California Mm -hmm. or New York or something like that. But oftentimes, like, I I know I saw, like, film and TV classes at my school, but I was like, nobody was really taking Mm -hmm. them, you know what I mean, unless they were trying to be, like... A play actor or (laughs) something, you know, and then you're like, okay, what are you going to do with that after? And now I'm like, what an idiot. I should have taken some (laughs) of these classes. You
1: should have. I even took a TV and film writing class in high school. But like high high school. school, Yeah, in high school you're lying. oh this is college i was gonna say did you go to like an arts high school i thought this whole entire time
0: that it was high school oh no no, no. this is oh. college
2: in high school i was uh, in the i was in the jazz band i played saxophone uh, oh my god
0: <laughs> hannah's um, not familiar so, with college so, no really, really, i didn't go, to oh, didn't college. go anywhere no. oh man
2: <laughs> that was just a roast that it's i wanted good. to put it it's in. all good <laughs> honestly like really when we were you working in the entertainment industry um a lot of people don't even need college we just need talent we need to make good connections we need to meet the right people and just be confident and go for like what we all believe and so a lot of the people that you know i work with who are sometimes 10 times more talented than me didn't go to college or you know straight from high school they interned for somebody and just now they have a kick-ass job and they learn it on the fly yeah. you can't teach like looking back to everything that i learned in college specifically for music supervision um Nothing really applies to what I'm actually doing today. It's kind of like a one-on-one course across the board of everything that you learn.
1: So you work both reality shows and scripted. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the biggest difference in your process of song selection for one versus the other? Ooh,
2: okay. So first of all, I just want to say I love scripted so, so much. Um, You know... I was kind of thrown into Unscripted because as I was kind of starting off, it's kind of easier to get a music supervision gig for Unscripted. Um, Not a lot of music goes into it in terms of, you know, bigger songs. Sometimes there'll be a theme song that I'll have to help create. Um, But most of the time we're making deals with music libraries. Uh, So music libraries are really just, you know, you pay a blanket of maybe just say five, ten thousand dollars and you could use all the music that you want from that. Unlimited amount for an unscripted show. Um, a lot of the bigger networks have blanket deals already in place with a lot of music libraries. So it's really just providing, you know, creating bins of different genres of music from the music library, giving them to the editors, and then the editors are kind of doing all the work with the background music. Bigger shows like Sweet Life Los Angeles, which I worked on, um, we still go through the same process of giving bins to the editors, um, but You know, Issa and Hooray like a lot of big needle drops, and we actually have a bigger music budget. So that's when I get to be a little bit more creative and, you know, help choose the songs that go over different scenes, montage moments. Um, A lot of times the producers have song selections in mind, and we'll just have to clear the music. But um, sometimes it's just 50-50. We're kind of just bouncing ideas off of each other to figure out what songs work best. So that's kind of the unscripted world. And then scripted is a whole different beast because we're getting the scripts. We have to break down every single scene, kind of know when there's going to be a music moment. If they're in a restaurant, we know that on the day of the shoot, we have to provide music for them to play in the restaurant. And we have to have that music pre-cleared. If there's a band in the scene, we have to make sure that we can book the band to be there on the day of the shoot date. And then we get into post-production, and then we have all the scenes without music, and then we have to work with the editors to choose songs to play into all the music moments so it's quite a lot scripted is way harder i think but i just love the final product a lot more
1: right it's Mm -hmm. a little bit more i feel like it's a fun more like a more fun process yeah too Mm -hmm. because you're there and you're
0: getting to be creative and yeah. use that right-sided brain.
2: Yeah, and I just love actually reading the scripts too and you're seeing right. and seeing how it comes to life. It's my probably my favorite part.
0: Well, uh, essentially so you're fun. it's almost like working with a director or kind of having a director mindset when you're thinking yeah. of like the music that would go into it as well, but one thing that I think I know what it takes to clear music, but not all of our listeners may know how long could like one song take to um,
2: clear. If it's with an indie artist, let's just say about, I can clear probably within a few days. um, Really big commercial artists sometimes like one or two weeks. Um, And it always depends, like sometimes, it always depends per artist. Because sometimes they could be on tour, they could be shooting a movie, they might not have the chance for their manager to be like, hey, you know, someone's trying to clear your song, do you approve of it or not? Um, They could be just way too busy. Um,
0: so like the actual, so like you would have to go to like Travis Scott, like literally him and oh, yeah, like, can no, we have he takes, this? He in- takes a
2: while. He takes like two to three weeks uh, not to put Travis on blast. Uh, <laughs> I do want to have a huge flex. Uh, we were able to c- clear baby Keem Kendrick Lamar in 24 hours. Oh shit. Um, yeah. We had a last minute change to, um, it was the end credit of that last episode of Sweet Life Los Angeles. And Baby Keem's album just dropped. So we were the first ones to use the song. Um,
0: so is that like a flex to be the first one too? <laughs> oh, and I love like... doing that
2: too. So a lot of times labels send us music before it's released um, in hopes that we could find a place for it into a TV show or something like that. So we sometimes when we start shows, we reach out to the labels and say, hey, this is going to be the air date. Please send us unreleased music that might come out maybe right before then or whatever, or just at that time. And sometimes they work with the artist managers to be like, oh, you know, Eric's working on Sweet Life. Can we send him one of your songs? And then they'll send me stuff. Um.
0: Eric's working on it, you know, because they just know Eric. Uh, they don't like, know Eric. Oh, oh, yeah, Eric but... <laughs> Medina? Yeah, give him this song. <laughs> <laughs> but the question that this whole podcast is based around. Is what was something you were scared of doing that you said, let's do because a woman empowered you to do so. And who was that person that you would like to shout out?
2: My mom. <laughs> so um, quick story. I've always wanted to move here. I didn't have the financial resources to do so. So after college, I kind of moved back home for a year to save money. Um, my friend Brian who you guys know uh, oh, We love Brian um, He had a, a birthday and he wanted to come out to LA And I knew I wanted to live in LA And this at this time I worked in retail at Express
0: i also worked at express oh you did (laughs) Did oh out of here no 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 no. like back in michigan oh
2: back in michigan okay great um (laughs) i worked at the glendale galleria um for a bit oh my god yeah oh i kind of jumped ahead in my story but basically i was uh talking to my district manager in jersey and said hey i'm going to la you know i want to eventually move there can you help me set up some interviews so then i got an interview out here um knowing that i want to move here for music but they got me a job at the Glendale Galleria, and they said, you have to start in a month. So I was like, oh, my God. I went back home, and I was actually dating someone at the time. Um, she was amazing, but she was in Greece for, during, that, during that time. Okay, go on. Um, <laughs> I had to sell, like, all my furniture, my saxophone, my trumpet, my keyboard, all my studio equipment. I got a second job at Lyft for that month. And you know, throughout this whole time, I'm you know talking to my mom, my parents divorced at the time, not in that moment, but they were divorced at the time. My mom was. they living. were
0: like, "Your movie tell we're divorcing now <laughs> this, Bad, is son, a- this is what <laughs> you this is did to this us this is <laughs> what you get <laughs>
2: and uh we just had a lot of in-depth conversations. She was in Texas at the time, so she wasn't with me, but she was always calling me, supporting me, and being like, "Look, Eric, like I always knew you had kind of like this dream of like moving to LA, and I know you're not happy in New Jersey. Like you need to just go for it." Um, so that was really it. I mean, a mother's, you know, a mother's support goes a very long way, especially when you're kind of like by yourself trying to figure yourself out. And it was like in that moment, I was like, "Okay, mom, like I think this is like my time. So I moved out here." So shout out to my mom. <laughs>
0: Shout out to Mama Medina. We love her. We love her. Yes. Well, now it's time to have a little fun. Oh, Let's do it. With a playful segment we like to call Let's Let's Blue Sky It. It. We (laughs) all have dream projects, roles, or people we love to work with, etc. And this is a segment where we pitch our blue sky ideas. So, Eric,
1: if there were zero boundaries and you didn't need a trillion yeses, (laughs) what would you do or create?
2: Great question. Um, so my passion, obviously, it is in music supervision. So I do like what I'm doing. Um, I love the Marvel universe, the DC universe, superheroes, all that fun stuff. I love mob movies, and it's really just I want. Oh, to be a, a Jersey boy a loving Jersey mob boy. movies, <laughs> shocking! Shout, shout out Scorsese. Um, it, it's really just I just want to work on probably something on like the Marvel level, and you know, even if this, you know the movie isn't really music heavy it's just a great movie that everyone loves and everyone goes to see um a passion project like that yeah that would would be a goal of mine and eventually i want to get back into i used to write a lot just for fun jot down ideas stories uh get maybe back into writing like maybe scripts or something like that um be a part of have like a small cameo in a tv show maybe kill me off like i don't care just like i just want to be there and I do want to say for the record, I try out for the show Survivor every single year. haven't been casted yet, so I would love to be on Survivor. That's like my number one goal in life.
1: (laughs) I can't wait for this to happen. (laughs) I need to see you on Survivor. Oh my god, it'd be so cool. That's my worst fucking nightmare. (laughs) No, if there's anybody listening right now who casts Survivor or know people who cast Survivor, please slide in our DMs. We Mm -hmm. have a great contestant for you.
2: Yeah, and you can follow me at funkycold with three Ds. So you can just look at my Instagram and then cast me that way.
0: Yeah, just by (laughs) seeing you? Because you're like a rip dude, so you you could survive. Is that what you're saying? He's a perfect contestant, guys. okay but like why why survivor <laughs> yes i mean i to don't
2: know. know so it was just one of those shows that i was watching as a kid with my family every day and i was always just like so intrigued and i love like elimination type shows and like who's going to be the best person in anything like it doesn't matter it could be american idol i just like always want to see who's going to win like a competitive, a competitive king yeah. yeah um so anyways it's i like survivor because it's a mental game it's a physical game um And it's very, very strategic on how you make it to the end. Everyone has different stories of how they won. Um, So I just want to be on it and just see how I do. Um, As long as I'm not the first one voted out, I'm happy. I don't care.
1: Wow. I would love to see this. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even... This also it. makes so much sense because Eric and I have to be on each other's flip cup teams every single time. <laughs> oh, well, I oh, love because I start game.
2: screaming at, like, the yeah. other team.
1: No, but you also get me so motivated because you get in their face and then you're like, you're in my face and you're like, you got this, you got this, you got we this. Do like yeah, clubs. you got it. Let's go. Next person. <laughs> uh, every time. And whenever, when I, well, whenever we went to Palm Springs and we did a flip cup competition, Eric had this great idea that was flip cup survivor
2: oh yes yes yeah. flip cup survivor
0: oh yeah i've heard i've heard you guys talk about this i mean i'm a one flip wonder so if you're ever looking to ke- you know put someone on your team you gotta to have her on our team honestly. one flip wonder yeah one flip wonder. one time i took this video where i did like i think it was like 27 one flips in a row or something ridiculous and you That's know a world record
2: that was i a mean Manpower honestly
0: Springs. guinness guinness call me up <laughs> Yeah. Well, Hannah, what about you? I'm sure it's not Survivor. It's not.
1: This is this is kind of a random one and it really has it has nothing to do. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, this one has really nothing to do with the entertainment industry. It has something to do with after I become successful and have a lot of money. But my goal for like later on down the line, whenever I'm a working actor and I have like good income, I'd love to open up a foster for abused animals and or domestic abuse survivors and their animals to know that they have a safe space to come like after the domestic abuse and like their dogs or cats or whatever pets they have also have a safe space.
0: Oh, oh, I love that. What will, yeah. you, what will you do there? Will you just come and like pet all the animals?
1: I would run it. I wouldn't run it. I I was was going to say you would be like a famous. But I would definitely, like, I would be involved in it. I would hang out with the dogs and feed them, make sure they're getting taken care of, make sure, like, the people have everything that they need, like, have little care packages
0: ready for them. Kind of cute. That's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that's like mine. that's very on brand for you. Yeah. Well, mine, <laughs> it really is. Mine is not, you know, near as nice as that. I, I uh, figured so much. I figured so much. <laughs> I, I did. Have, I've had nice ones before, you have, you but you have had nice ones. You know. Um. But first, I'm going to say that I'm not sure if this is an actual job, but as we already talked about, there's a lot of jobs that we didn't know were actual jobs. This is true. Or I guess I just don't know what the technical title of it would be. However, I would love to be the person who creative directs the VMAs um, Mm -hmm. because they haven't been as iconic as they used to be like you know in in the the early 2000s yes that was was the best time and I want to revive that that show Um, duties I would like would be picking the artists that perform that year so kind of Mm -hmm. you know like you're doing Um, along with the hosts because I love comedy as well Um, and oversee the order that they go in because I think that plays a big role in like how long people watch them as well of course that depends on what the performances entail because there's a lot that goes into each one and then of course thinking of like the changeovers of the stages probably take for fucking ever I can imagine for like a huge performance but I'd like the writers to run pitch jokes by me and or the hosts (laughs) um on top of that like what is the theme Mm -hmm. I think the VMA should have like a theme every year of like kind of like the Met Gala yeah yes 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 could you imagine because i feel like the artists and the people who attended would get more excited about it too if there was a theme um but we could do it like in today's age with the social media the red carpet the content that is filmed before and after the show or even during the show because you know how sometimes they have like I can't remember if it was the movie awards or the Emmys or what, but they had like that elevator thing where like all the people who were I think attending that was the Emmys. Yeah. Yeah. And they they like, have that every year. Right. But I want to like do something like that. Like think of like got things it, like that, that, that like can get people excited about like attending. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like so much, and I'm sure it's like the most stressful job ever. Mm-hmm. And you would probably have to prefer like prepare for it all year. But I think that it would be really fulfilling to like say like, this vMAs mm-hmm. I creative yeah. directed
2: yeah, you know yeah. That'd I'm be sure sick. they have their own producers, um, probably former you know creative directors at some capacity um, that have just worked on you know major large events probably just get cast not casted but get put on to kind of run that whole thing but you're right mm-hmm. probably the most stressful thing ever oh yeah you, um, you'd
0: have to think about literally everything i mean it's kind of like being a showrunner essentially mm-hmm, exactly. which is what i want to be but i just think because i love music so much and i love performances like i i won't cry at like a film I but i will I cry during a, a performance Okay. Like, I, I, the dancing, mm-hmm. the, like, singing, everything, like, just gets me really emotional oh for my some God. reason. Especially
2: live, too. So, yeah. I, I, I cry. <laughs> I, I, cry, I guess I cry a lot. Um, Yeah, I cry at, like, beautiful performances just in person. But, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I cry at almost every concert I You cried to. at the Super Bowl? Oh, because Eminem yeah, started rapping. Yeah, I was sobbing. Y'all know
2: me. Still say emoji and you're just. Balling. oh my
1: god <laughs> doctor dr dray came out snoop came out i had tears in my eyes and then m came out and i was just a blubbering fucking mess
0: you know what i support that ah <sighs> yeah that
1: so glorious okay so <laughs> we're back with <laughs> i'm a blank where we choose a movie or tv show and we decide what character we are and the backstory of why Ooh.
0: This week we'll be doing the HBO comedy Insecure. Ever heard of it, Eric? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's a, it's a
2: big one with that company.
0: Yeah, which without a doubt changed <laughs> the industry. Um, especially because, you know, Issa started it as a YouTube series that she just filmed, wrote, and acted in herself and it gained such a following that finally some people got smart and picked it up.
1: It sadly did end in twenty twenty one, but Eric, you've worked for with you've worked for Issa. So, mm-hmm. what character do you
0: think you are?
2: Ooh, what do you guys think? Like, who Ooh. who would you who would you say I remind you of? Oh,
0: flipping it around on us! Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, see, I see here. <laughs> I'd say i say Lawrence. I was gonna say exactly the same thing, but why? You know <laughs> That's what Eric. Figured, yeah. You know Eric better, so why don't you start? Well, Eric's such a fun-loving,
1: polite gentleman and i feel like lawrence also gives off that vibe and kind of like whenever we were talking about this uh character he does go through um a really big character arc in oh god i think like season 2 3
0: I mean, he does it throughout the whole Mm -hmm. show. I mean, in the first two seasons, I feel like he kind of remains not the same, but he remains like a steady part in Issa's life and obviously in their relationship. And then he has a little bit more of like, I won't say villainy, but like, you know, moments where people were like, I'm fucked up about Lawrence right now, Mm -hmm. you know, later on. Because you kind of feel for
2: him as he's like going through that process. Like, but in the beginning too, I, I do love his commitment to Issa and he's like, trying to figure himself out all the time but he is a little bit of a pushover in the very beginning like he's kind of just just not doing much for himself not really realizing that he's like losing you know this this beautiful person like this beautiful person in his life but um, definitely through his you know character arc throughout all the seasons um, you know he becomes a more mature man and um, yeah so I, and can, I, feel I can agree like with I, you guys yeah.
1: yeah I was gonna say uh, I feel like for knowing you for like what five years now mm-hmm. I want to say yeah. maybe even probably going on six yeah I feel like I've seen a lot of growth in you as a person. Yeah. Like with work, career, life in general, just like everything. There's been a lot of growth and it's like good growth, yeah. positives. Thank you. Yeah. So well, I
0: feel like, I feel like that also like kind of stems into it with Lawrence. Well, I mean, men famously mature later than women. as it is. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, we have to give them uh, a little bit extra time to catch up. But I do also think, you know, I don't know Eric as well as, you know Hannah does but I do know I've seen you even from the beginning moments that i met you and heard about what you did and and where you're going i've seen like a lot of growth and what you're working on and in the way you even talk about what you're working on sounds i mean even at the beginning of this podcast i was like holy shit okay <laughs> business boy um but that also happens with lawrence when you know he gets an opportunity mm-hmm. to go to san francisco and i think it's san francisco it's somewhere in the bay area yeah, yeah and he goes up there and you know he Is finally by almost, you know, not necessarily by himself because him and Isa are still together for a little bit of it when he first goes up there. But I think he realizes that he can really thrive in this and that he's so much more than just being a person that like supports other people. Um, Mm -hmm. Which it almost... Almost like in the beginning not that I'm knocking any of the writing or anything. I would never say that I would never say that Um, But I'm just saying he his purpose seems to serve others and not really to serve himself Mm -hmm. in the first couple seasons and then later on he realizes that like he has to take care of number one before he can do anything for anybody else and of course He gets a child and that probably makes him grow up Mm -hmm. way faster so I, I can see that growth in you. Although oh, you thank don't, you so much. you don't have a child.
2: I don't have a I know, child. I know, I was going to say, Eric is not a father. <laughs> I am not a father. But no, I do, uh, I can't agree with that. I didn't even think about that perspective and that side of it. But um, I want to say like when I first moved here, you know, my goal was just to just be a fun person, make every single person around me happy. Um, mental health went to shit, realized I wasn't focusing too much on myself. And, you know, it's been a big goal of mine end of 2022 2023 focus a little bit more on myself not in a selfish way at all by any means but no. um just doing things that make me happy and i've started to do that and everything's been going good still and don't have a baby though but
1: that's how it
0: well yeah <laughs> it i think no babies 2023 <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> carrying that <not> over um <laughs> <laughs> but i also think that selfish gets like a bad rap that's going what out. i was yeah, gonna say yeah. that's
1: what i was gonna say of course you were i, I feel like you were.
0: i don't think that that would be
1: like Classified as selfish because you're finally taking care of yourself and, like, you are your main priority. Yeah, exactly. So, I think that that shows, again, growth. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to pull a Hannah and choose two people, which I never do. um, So, it's a special day. But um, I'm... uh, Most people will know that I'm mostly Molly uh, because (laughs) I... I mean, I wasn't always this way, but I think in my 30s, I'm very responsible, I'm very organized, I'm a smart-ass bitch. And Molly hustles, and she's a boss. Um, as someone who always thought that my career was the most important thing in my life, um, that is me, that is her. Um, also, can we talk about Molly's wardrobe for a second? Before I even read this, whenever I was rewatching some of
1: it, I was like, Kay would
0: wear all of this. Oh, yeah. If I had the fucking money, she she is c- coming out in these yeah. suits and shit that would put people to shame. But that's like, you. That is so you. I mean, yeah, if I worked in, like, an office or something like that, um, and or if I was a lawyer, I guess. But I, I guess I would still do that, like, in big business meetings and shit like that. Um, but... She also has a nice ass apartment too. She just like, she's very into just like nice looking things. If you surround yourself with luxury, you are luxury. That's that's just what I think. Exactly. Um. However, I am also like Molly in that everything on the outside appears very put together, uh, but she really struggles with relationships um she's a great friend but she's also that friend that demands more from people she chooses to love and is almost too harsh at times and i'm sure hannah can say that i also carry that trait um which then sometimes pushes people away i'm not saying hannah we just got to bring her
1: back (laughs) down to earth yeah don't push her away just bring her back down (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i've tried to get better at letting uh people learn things on their own um because i think part of me just If you want to go into childhood trauma, Uh, I took care of my mom for most of my life Mm -hmm. and I really pushed her to be better. And, you know, it was kind of a failure on my end or it felt like a failure. See, even now it's coming out. It felt like a failure on my end that I couldn't fix her. And so I think I'm always trying to like fix people. Um, And I also think that uh, she expects a lot from people because she gives a lot and I think that men are very intimidated by her, and honey, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, but then we'll get to Kelly, who is a messy but fun bitch. Uh, we Yo, we love Kelly. Yo, we love love Kelly. <laughs> and did you know, this is a random fact that I just recently learned, I didn't know that Kelly was a writer on the show, and they loved her so much in the writer's room, and thought she was so fucking funny that they put her in the show what wait that's awesome i actually awesome. did not
2: know that fact yeah i knew she was really a writer cool. but i didn't know like that's how it kind of
0: yeah mm-hmm. maybe someday will happen uh-huh. to me i don't know that's really um cool. but uh she's known like weird shit always happens to her and i am also famously known for someone being someone that everyone always says this would only happen to you which is <laughs> every a, vacation every <laughs> we've ever gone on yeah Some eric knows it
1: happens
0: remember eric i got like what did I get? I remember bite. what happened. A weird no, bite. I, no, oh yeah, Was it I got bit, I got bit by a tick on the way up there. Oh. Remember? And then also in Hannah's car and then also I I got I, on the jet ski I was pulling off my thing and it smacked me in the face and like <laughs> busted my lip and I had like a busted <laughs> fucking lip which I owned a jet ski okay like I, it's not like I'm unfamiliar with driving these fucking things I've been driving them since I was like <laughs> eight years old but anyways I'm getting off topic here um, she's also down to do like crazy outlandish things and what do you know I just said this vacation mode is is kelly for me (laughs) all the time that's true um she also loves to indulge in a beverage and she is a snack queen and my favorite line of hers of all time comes from season three episode five titled high like where the girls go to coachella and they do all the drugs and she gets really fucked up on an edible before they even get to the coachella (laughs) which is relatable (laughs) and then she gets enough she gets in a fight Right before Beyonce, because this was the year that Beyonce was playing, and she gets tased trying to sneak back into the show after she gets kicked out. And when she's tased, she pees on herself, <laughs> and then she goes, "Remember me different." <laughs> and, and then she, and then she gets up when they pull her up, and she snaps a selfie with the guy that she was like <laughs> hooking up with or something. And she's carried out of the grounds and, I just love a great story. So, like, if that happened to me, I would not be embarrassed in the slightest. I would be like, this is fucking amazing. I, I'm so glad this <laughs> happened to me. I can definitely see you
1: being a good mix of both Molly and Kelly. Shockingly, I'm not choosing two different characters today because I think I relate to Kelly the most because of that story, one. <laughs> um, and I feel like like she's constantly the life of the party, bringing good vibes, good energy around her. I'm a very positive person. and I'm always trying to make everyone like make sure everyone else around me is having a great time alongside myself so much to the point that I will embarrass myself in public places they, like there was one time last year for Mariah's birthday where we all went out my pants had I was wearing jeans that had a rip on the ass oh yeah I very dropped in. it low these <laughs> pants ripped more than they have ever ripped before and my, my entire like right ass cheek was out the night had ended we were all like borderline oh, blackout yeah. this is
2: when like Rocco's revolver night yeah okay. yeah okay.
1: I had to take off my shoes because they kept hurting so much Eric oh, no. lifted me up <laughs> Jackie's over in the corner screaming about how she loves Disney 365 <laughs> um, Mariah's pulling my shoe off someone is filming this and my titty comes out oh, Eric's still holding the me titty. while Mariah's flinging my <laughs> shoes off in the middle of Santa Monica Boulevard but it was great
0: yeah, I, I love, love a so titty reveal. Really. I
1: glad. I know you
0: love a titty reveal. I really do. Her tits always come out on her birthday.
1: Oh,
0: I'll continue to do it. I'll be like 60 years old flashing people. Sorry about it. We got to go to
2: 95, it's like your final birthday.
0: You're like, <laughs> <"Just> one last. <laughs> one more. One last titty. <laughs> one r- last <laughs> titty. Hopefully I'll fake boobs by then. <laughs> All right. Well, it's game time. For you, that is. Eric, we are not going to play this game. Let's match match her up. (laughs) A segment where in this case today, we'll
1: name an iconic song and artist, and you must match it to the film or TV show that it's most known from.
2: Okay, Okay. song and artist or a song or artist?
0: No, we're gonna name the song, and then we're gonna name the artist, and then you must say which TV show or film that it's like iconically known
2: for. Okay, okay, you guys wanna hear a fun fact? Yes. Um, When I was just in Cabo for Christmas, um, they were doing a music trivia, right? And they play one the first second of a song, and if you can guess it, you you know get like a hundred points, whatever. First place, beat like thirty people, just killing it. Got a oh, bottle of yeah. champagne, some jewelry, and then the next day they did the same thing, but specifically like music. Uh, for Christmas, oh. so then of course Eric comes in. Oh. Everyone's like, everyone sees me again to the pool because they did the all that in the pool. Yeah, everyone starts getting out of the pool. They're like, oh no, Funky Cold's back! Like he's gonna win again. And Funky Cold's back. I came in third the second time for Christmas trivia, but then they pulled me aside afterwards. They're like, you're cheating somehow. Like you just what? know. But like they were like being funny about it, right? They're like there's no way we played 1 second of this song and you were like Rugrats' theme song. Like the first second of a oh, Rugrats' theme song, it's a drum roll. It's just a drum roll yeah. before the song comes in, but another one was like Animaniacs. They played a different version of White Christmas. It was just like the piano chord and I was just like, "Oh, I know that piano. I know that first note. It's White Christmas." <gasps> so and then they're like there's ch- so many children playing so we want to give someone else like the first place this time so we're just going to give you third cuz you won yesterday i was like all right cool 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 so bring it on basically is what i'm saying
0: <laughs> oh my god wait Whoa. that's epic <laughs> let's let's get to the game okay okay so all the right. first one i hope i
2: didn't jinx myself by the way
0: yes i my hope ego. you didn't either <laughs> um the first one is what you say by emoji heap um Oh, no. They're getting
2: shot and falling. Um, it's One Tree Hill? It's uh, so one, of, one of those types. Uh, not One Tree Hill. Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those shows that I never watched. But I know the exact scene and the exact moment. Um, they're getting shot falling. Someone comes and murders someone. What's it called? <laughs> I'm well, wearing
0: know. something that has the to do first, with it on my the shirt. The first one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The are you, are you get- Not the OC. Yeah,
2: was uh, oh, the OC. Yeah. Okay, I knew it was one of those shows that like I've never watched, but I knew that moment, big moment. Okay. Um, Ooh. <laughs> oh
0: <my laughs> you got God, me scared sorry, there guys. for sorry, a minute. You as
2: soon me as you scared.
1: said it's someone that got shot and is falling, <laughs> I looked at Kay like. <gasps>
2: he uh, knows yeah and then who did that segment was it um saturday night live when, <gasps> yeah when they andy samberg yeah yeah, and Bill Hader, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah got it yeah and, they then, were making and everyone fun of kept it. getting shot like every yeah. five seconds and that song kept playing on loop oh my god it's so funny that was a good segment
0: what <laughs> just <muchis, ooh,
1: much, laughs> uh, like
2: falling and dying and love it
1: <laughs> this next one
2: okay
0: m.i.a by paper planes
2: um pineapple express
1: good job
0: yes. yeah that was yes. a quick one yeah and just a, it's it's called paper planes but it's by ma, MA a, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I wrote that in the wrong order um <laughs> okay the next one is don't you forget about me simple minds
1: breakfast club
2: there we go oh
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, here it goes coolio
2: uh one of my favorite nickelodeon shows uh keenan and co yes yeah, yeah rest in peace coolio but yeah that was one of the dopest theme songs for a show ever oh yeah right dun, 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 he like dun. went in and like the studio probably went on fire like they're like oh just do like a normal you know theme song it's about you know two best friends and he's like oh here you go and he just like (laughs) went in i'm like yo Coolio, calm down man but i loved it
0: hard yeah he went hard i know coolio (laughs) uh famously tried to fuck me one time and yeah at this like at the ap music awards at the rock and roll hall of fame in ohio it, this was many years ago and my favorite thing he ever said, which I will never forget to me, by the way, he, wear, he actually wears those like caps that he like mm-hmm. puts holes in so that his little fucking like braids that are in pigtails come mm-hmm. out of the caps. Oh. So, shit. yeah. So he came up to me and he said, hey, I'm good at three things. Oh. The, f- the first thing <laughs> is wrapping. The second thing, cooking. And the third thing. <laughs> and I said, that's cool. Didn't you just tell me you have daughters that are older than me?
2: Ooh. Yeah. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <thank you>.
0: Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. oh, here it goes. It's right. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the next one is Come Clean by Hilary Duff.
2: Ooh. Um... I don't think I'm gonna know this one, but Let's give me a go second.
0: Back, back to, to the, the beginning.
2: I don't know back this one. To
0: where the earth, the sun, the stars but all I do wanna say line. that song
2: came out in two thousand five, if I'm correct.
0: What the fuck? Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Is okay, that right? You are you what? just are you but well, we don't sure know you're right.
2: It's two thousand four two thousand five. Um
0: Come I, on! It, it, just, it's a th- it's a theme song for the beginning of a very famous show. I'm gonna give you a I've hint, never, a-
2: I didn't have the Disney Channel
0: growing up. Okay, well was it it's not Disney. Channel? It's not oh, Disney. It's not. Okay. No, was it MTV? Yeah, you're. We're not gonna give this to you, even if you you get it. But I'm just giving you hints, anyways. Um, okay. <laughs> it's a reality show <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: on MTV back in the day. One of the first.
2: One of the first reality shows. Um,
0: a spinoff of another show.
2: Whoa, um, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get this one. Um, <gasps> Laguna Beach, Laguna Beach,
0: <laughs> yes.
2: It? Okay, it is th- it is 2005 then. Oh. <laughs> I, I I was um I was just working on a on a film right now. I'm just doing music clearances for it, but w- it takes place in 2004, 2005. It takes place <gasps> in 2005, so we could only use music from 2004, 2005. Um, so that was one of the songs that was kind of in the mix at one moment. Um, so that's kind of how I knew that. Um, but yeah, sorry. I didn't know that. Oh my Do that God. Oh, don't have then, to say sorry. This, and then you said Laguna Beach and there's a scene where they're watching Laguna Beach um, and it was an end credit. They're like watching an end credit from Laguna Beach and like that song was like, I think playing. So like how the, the fuck period. did you not know? I, I, I just Jesus. didn't remember. I just didn't remember. It was like. Even with us singing. Yeah. Guess we I would,
0: know. guess we weren't
1: going to know what I singing I don't know. Okay. <laughs> i have nothing by
0: whitney houston if you don't know this i'm gonna kill you <laughs> the whole podcast is going to be done oh no murder you.
2: i feel like they sing that song also in the fresh prince of bel-air but that's not what it's known for no definitely um, not
1: it was a good guess though
2: i think it's in there um i want to say ashley sings it in one scene um that episode when she's like trying to become a singer
0: uh, oh, I, I think, think you're I, right. I could, I could be completely wrong though.
2: Um, but this is a film. Okay, it's a film and a very famous film. I don't know this one.
0: It's. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going. A very famous film which Whitney Houston is in. This is on the soundtrack. This is how the song even became a song. I didn't see this movie. She like wrote I it know, for this I'd, fucking I'm sorry. song. i Oh,
2: oh yeah. Actually, it was. Um, it was on a list of like best songs ever created for any kind of movie right it being like number one or two on that list um but i I remember i just didn't see this movie i'm sorry the
0: the bodyguard
1: yeah i didn't see that movie oh my god i'm so sorry that's okay that's okay that's okay we had a good start
2: i let out i let down my fans
1: i feel like you're gonna know this next one though can't fight the feeling justin timberlake
2: is it animated it is um um It's not the Lego movie.
0: No, not the
1: Lego movie.
2: It's not... um, Trolls? Yeah! Okay, okay, okay. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I love this game. This is great. No, right? This is dope. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Jesus
2: Christ. No, I know it's like one of the easiest ones. Hold on. Why am I doing a blank?
0: I don't know. I, don't I know. really don't know.
2: Not Titanic. Yes. Like, oh, it's Titanic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. For some reason, I thought it was like a different Celine Dion song. And I was like, you know when you're so confident in an answer, but you're like, if I say this one wrong, it's going to be like the right. worst thing ever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Great theme song. Or yes. great song for that movie.
1: Ooh. Oh. Uh-oh. I Don't Want to Be by Gavin DeGraw.
0: I don't wanna be anything. I don't wanna be. I wanna be. The cadence of that. It's so good. The oh cadence is so good. Um, and especially because there, if there's a song that everyone can sing, because mm. like Gavin Degraw, I'm not saying he's not a great singer, but he's like kind of an average guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. vocals aren't crazy, so like you can sing it and not sound like an idiot. If you can't sing, <laughs> you, you can know sing what I'm saying? You're
2: blacked out drunk and you sound just like, just like him.
0: Right. But
1: at the
2: beginning of the. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I get so, so hype good. when that comes yeah. on. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to guess it's a late 90s, early 2000s rom com.
1: It's a TV show?
2: Oh, it's a TV show. Um, oof. Is it another MTV type show?
1: No, not mm-hmm. MTV. Ah. Oh. I will say you did say this one earlier.
2: One Tree Hill. Yes. Uh, uh, you gave, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> gave you oh,
0: gave you gave that to him. So
2: so is it from a like a famous scene in that? Like no, it's the know. theme song. Really? Yeah. That's how it became big. Oh. It's on a list of
0: songs where it wasn't even that popular before, and they used it, and then he blew up from I that. I
2: just remember it playing in like every Walgreens like growing up. It was just like... Walgreens, <laughs> specifically. No, specifically Walgreens. No, it was true. like one of those like safe songs that was like...
0: How many times on? were you in a Walgreens?
2: I worked at a store called Harmon's Discount, which I didn't want to say, but like a lot of people don't know that store. It's like owned by Bed Bath & Beyond, but it's basically a Walgreens, and I just remember that song playing every single day.
0: Hold On by Wilson Phillips.
2: I don't know. I can confidently say it's that a film. I don't know
0: and it's sang by the people in the film in an iconic scene a bonding moment for these characters i don't know it's a comedy it's a very famous comedy with a lot of huge snl stars in it
2: oof there's a lot of famous comedies with a lot of SNL
0: <laughs> <laughs> One d- One factor of it is that these huge SNL stars were women.
2: Okay. Um, I That's why they're saying,
0: hold on. Yes, you have. If, if you, you haven't seen this seen movie, seen this we're this movie. watching it after this.
2: <sighs> I don't know. Uh-huh. It's not. Okay. I don't know.
0: You're disappointing oh. me right now. I'm drawing. I'm them? drawing. I'm
2: drawing a blank right now. You could tell me because I'm not gonna know.
0: Bridesmaids.
2: I didn't see bridesmaids. What? I'm so sorry. I didn't see bridesmaids.
0: Oh my god. I
2: know. I know. Okay. I get. I get that reaction from every woman that I tell that.
0: Too. What are you sexist? <laughs> no. Jesus, at women at can't be funny, comedy. huh? I think okay. my mom
2: was trying to get me to watch that too because like, she was just Interesting. visiting. So I was so like, mom, I haven't seen it, but I don't know.
0: This woman who I gave you so boy. much, this woman who who, who pushed you to movie. move to LA <laughs> <laughs> wants you to watch one fucking comedy for her and you don't even do
2: it. Uh, we watched Glass Onion instead. It was so good.
0: Oh, Okay, <laughs> you know what? Glass Onion was
1: really, really
2: good. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, this is recently she was telling you to watch this?
2: <laughs> yeah, literally like uh, a few weeks ago when she was here for Christmas. We went to Cobb and then we came back. We hung out for like a few days, but
0: Aww.
2: we watched a lot of <laughs> movies together. Sorry, guys. Okay.
1: That's okay. That's okay. Dancing on My Own by Robin.
2: Um, Episode six of the show Queens that I worked on. I used it as an end credit.
0: <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay, well, that's not the answer, <laughs> but... <laughs>
2: um. Great song. Great um, song. Let's see. What was it known for before that? Um,
0: It's known on a specific television show. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: I technically got it right. It was when he did (laughs) tell But
0: but like where it came from, which came out like probably 10 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. It's an HBO show.
2: Somebody's in and got a new
0: friend. And the person is dancing on their own in the scene. Judd Apatow produced this show.
2: I don't know. I'm sorry if it's another one that I haven't seen. You guys are gonna hate me, girls. I haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> you need to watch more women-led, oh my God. fucking right. film and TV. This is nuts. I know. <laughs> um, you you
1: work for I a have, very powerful woman. I do have an extra one, and I have to do this because it's Eric. Okay, SpongeBob. Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield.
2: Um, it's in a movie. Hold on.
1: The sh- it's a show. Um.
2: Okay. Hold on whoa 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 (laughs) don't give me those eyes you're like so disappointed in me i didn't even have a chance to think yet (laughs) you Um, should
0: have to think
2: one of my favorite songs um fun fact i brought it back in 2022 he did i sang it you were the one i sang it 2021 on new year's eve when the clock basically struck midnight and i was like this song's gonna be huge in 2022 it made a comeback. Everyone's TikTok, TikTok or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And what was the song that you brought back?
1: Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Yeah.
2: Now everyone's obsessed with it, and it was just in um, Welcome to Chippendales. I think oh, I, I think yeah. I it. Oh, it's that. a really great show. It's phenomenal. Um, Showrunner. Music's runner. great, but it's not like just a show about just like male dancers there's right. a lot of drama that happened to chippendales and like murders and like betrayal and of like, course there was even a documentary on it recently. Yeah, yeah yeah so i'm gonna watch that next but gimme gimme's in there and i think i sent you the video i was like yeah. it's everywhere now um okay so back to natasha beddingfield tv show um i don't know
1: it's iconic it's another mtv one
2: i don't watch a lot of mtv shows growing up
1: i know you i'm noticed. so
2: sorry um i don't know
1: the hills I which we talked we talked about laguna I beach know. being a spinoff of oh okay yeah that's okay, why I, that's okay. why i looked because i was like, oh, just I, was like I know this. he's gonna know this we've had this yeah conversation. a
2: lot of the shows <laughs> like that like i just i just didn't watch growing up um
1: that's i mean it's fair mm-hmm.
0: you got one <laughs> two three four we're teen it up Teen it up um five six you got six out of how many ten
2: okay that's, that's, pretty a yeah,
0: that's pretty good. B minus. Yeah, it's pretty good. I expected you to give better. I really, was. I really. But, did. but
2: granted, the other ones were shows I didn't see. Yeah. That's right? true. Okay. But
0: you should just know.
2: Uh, They're guess. iconic.
0: You're. This is your job.
2: I know. But
1: uh, see, here I am
0: pushing people,
2: being well, hard on people. Okay, it should right be a seven because I got the Robin.
1: Yeah, that's true. He did. You got use the it. what? Robin. Robin dancing on my own. He used it. OK,
0: but it's it's for the shows that they're. I thought, iconic you guys were be- for I thought you guys
2: were being cute. Like, oh, Eric, like he's, he's our guest. Like, let me look up like songs that he used. And you're like, oh, Robin, I was like, oh, uh, you guys are so cute. No, you guys are tricking me.
0: <laughs> you weren't tricking you. you. You Did you listen to the instructions? The instructions uh, okay. were iconic for where they became. And also, I could take one away from you because also Hannah basically gave you one of the answers. And she said, you've said this before. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I gave that to you, so you still got a six. Okay, we're moving on. Oh, that was glorious. I sounded like an old lady. New segment alert called, How How Did Did We We Get Get Here? Here. We're going to take a scenario, occupation, inciting incident, etc. from a TV show or film and imagine what it would be like if we were the characters. Uh. (laughs) So... Rap shit is a half hour comedy on HBO that Eric may or may not have worked on. And I recently saw Sharita, the showrunner speak at the women, the power women's mm-hmm. summit. And she was so impressive. Uh, the premise is of two girls in Miami who quickly rise to fame as a rap duo that use social media to build their following. And it is loosely based on the city girls who are producers mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm.
1: And anyone who knows me knows, I love Eminem. We've mentioned this before and I'm, Honestly, I'm quite the rapper myself. However, in this segment, we're going to give the hypothetical way we would become a famous rapper, what our artistic style would be, and what the hell we may be rapping
0: about. So, Eric, Ooh. if you were to become a Mia or a Shauna, how would it happen, firstly? And do you think you'd be in a solo group or what? What would you be rapping about? And, you know, who, who would you be similar to, I guess? It's like four questions in one.
2: Wow. Okay. I love I know. that. Um, you want to hear a fun fact about me? We, you love fun facts, I yes. Love, we, love, we, we, we want to nice. hear fun facts. Uh, in middle school and high school, I wrote a lot of poetry for fun, and I was just like, "Why don't I just start rapping?" I had two mixtapes in high school. <laughs> no. Um, so <gasps> where are um, they?
0: Where are they? Oof,
2: I don't, they don't exist anymore. They were they were like good for the time, like of me being like 15. But they were like obviously, I didn't want to be a rapper, so I started meeting other local rappers in town. And I started to learn how to engineer and record and like produce for them. Um, so then, when I ended up moving to Florida for two years, I started like a uh, like an indie record label type thing, where I would help write for people, um, but I would record them and like I would like scout the school for like local rappers and talent. So like I kind of led. It, w- it was called um, HFM Heart for Music.
0: Oh wait, I love this. Yeah.
2: Um, and I'm surprised yet, you
0: didn't say you would bring this back and actually have <laughs> HFM, HFM, like hey, for Harvard your music. Shout yeah. out,
2: but we had a really good team. But you know, we were all graduating at different times, so it didn't really take off. But in the moment, I was like, let me be more in the background and help, you know, produce, engineer, and kind of like oversee the creative process. Um, because I knew that I wasn't a rapper, um, I just knew that I kn- It was more of like an A&R management style that I had. And I like knew how to find, you know, different talent, put them together and, you know, make really good, you know, records and like records. I'm saying like this is college level, so. But for the time, it was really good. And then we started doing like I don't want to say tour, but I started like getting them all around town, like performances, strip strip clubs too. We had like oh performances God. strip clubs. So I was like very behind the scenes. So for the sake of argument, I would be more of like a Dr. Dre, Swiss Beats, Pharrell. I want to say more like Pharrell. So Pharrell has a really creative mind. Sometimes he'll hop up on a song and like do a chorus but mainly he's just the producer, creates the beats and he kind of brings out the creative juices of each person that he works with. Um, so I would kind of be more on that style. Okay. Does that answer oh. the question or did I go completely off? No,
0: no, that <laughs> I think doesn't. that that does answer it. Oh, uh, okay, cool. It doesn't and also I need to <laughs> I need to like bring up one thing because I feel like um, we always talk about like overnight successes, right? But from everything that you just explained, All of that shit that you did, even way back then, is now contributing to what you do now. Yeah, yeah, like the organization, Mm -hmm. the business sense, the the thinking of you know figuring out what kind of rappers they would be, or what kind of songs they would make, or producing. That's basically all contributing to what you're doing now. So it's like you've been working on this shit for a million years, even when you were in band Mm -hmm. and playing instruments and like, yeah. So it it is like a long journey to do this, to do this thing. And yeah. it's,
2: it's a lot of, like, failures, too. So, like, along the way, it's like, oh, I think I'm going to be a rapper. Then I'm like, I'm not a rapper. Like, I'm smart enough to know that, like, I'm not going to be that person. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to run a record label in college. And I was like, I don't have the tools to do that. I could do it on a small scale, but I can't, you know, I like, my heart's not in it enough to do it as a full-time job. Um, and then I was, like, interning at a recording studio in Texas for a bit. And I was like, oh, I want to be a big producer. And then I was like, uh you have to record like 80% of the people you record are like pretty bad. And (laughs) it's like, you're making not a lot of money like doing that until you're like a Dr. Dre level or I don't want to even say Dr. Dre level, but just like a big famous producer that people know about. If you're behind the scenes, you're not making any money unless you are like mm-hmm. have a no name. But
0: well, and even Dr. Dre, he makes the, he literally makes the most money almost on beats. Yeah, yeah. Beats <laughs> like alone. Because, because that's a product that yeah. he like came mm-hmm. up with, so it's not even. It oh, I-, I thought
2: you meant like his beats, but like the headphones. No, beats. the headphones yeah, yeah, beats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like he,
0: you know, you have to be in the business sense. He figured out something that you know would be cool, and it doesn't really have anything to do with him producing. I mean, it does because he uses them, but mm-hmm. you know, it's for like the wider. Audience, yeah. At the same Smart. time, well, while I totally, you mentioned poetry, and I totally relate to Shauna in that I wrote like super, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I wrote like super about student loans, <laughs> <laughs> like, like ah. bitch, you're talking about student loans? <laughs> <laughs> like, angsty pro women poetry or like fuck the system type stuff was constantly what I was writing about. Um. But I obviously wasn't rapping my middle school diaries, uh, although I do have one of them and it is pretty (laughs) funny. Uh, um, We should read a segment of it sometime. But I'm very down. (laughs) Plus, I think my poetry was always hella emo. And I still like get self-conscious about like like sometimes I'll write poetry at night when I'm like in my feels in Ooh. my notes app and okay. stuff And then I usually share it to my close friends both of you have maybe seen it at one time um, But I like even get really nervous about posting it to my close friends, which mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. 70 people essentially oh, Like wow. I'm always like oh my god. I, I, I need to take this down <laughs> but anyways um So, I'm not ready to share that with the world. Which is Uh, fine. Which is fine. But, my way in would definitely have been through, like, parody YouTube videos Mm. uh, that were big back in the day, where I turned, like, current songs or, like, sampled current beats and wrote, like, funny lyrics to them. Yeah, like Weird Al. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or even like the Lonely Island mm-hmm. or obviously they were doing it on a much bigger like SNL type scale and like recording, you know, like them acting them out and stuff. Um, but that was before like Vine or TikTok was, you know, kind of like doing that with the generation. So, you know, those YouTubes like really blew up back then. Um, and I definitely was a huge party girl back in that time. <laughs> Uh, So another way I could think of it Was like Being a scene queen On like MySpace Which was like A
2: scene queen What is that?
0: Yeah so like Scene people Are the people who like You know they had like big you know almost like jersey shore hair or whatever but they like dressed like really emo like side bangs. swept bangs oh, lots okay. of eyeliner <laughs> yeah. got you it, know got it. like mm-hmm. those girl that hung out like on warp tour and shit okay. like back the day yeah w- yeah which i did um and so like one big thing one big person that i used to love was the millionaires which was like two sisters who were like scene queens who like came up with it was pre-kesha days but it's essentially kesha yeah Um, where it's just like talk rapping you know and like they kind of sung on the choruses but like they didn't have good voices it was all just about like talking really sassy and stuff um, so I think like I could be kind of like a Kesha-esque in the beginning stages. Um, but like also being a hybrid where I do sing like some of the time, okay. like no one would be talking about my flow. That is for <laughs> sure. But I think my lyrics would really pop because yeah. I do write and the taglines would be like things that like females would say like everywhere mm-hmm. or like quote, yeah. quotable things. So that would be kind of mine.
2: Yeah, that's why rap shit, like, works, too, because Shauna is, like, the poet, and, you know, she understands hip-hop to a new level, but she doesn't really understand how to, like, reach a, a bigger audience, and when she does, she fails, and then Mia is the, you know, crazy person, I don't want to call her a crazy person, but she's, like, a little bit on the wilder, edgier side, um, has an OnlyFans, and she just has a huge audience, and she just knows mm-hmm. how to get people's attention, so they make a rap group, and Mia ends up becoming the one that everyone kind of, like, lo- gravitates to gravitate towards, because yeah. she's just a performer, so... Um, together, the both of them, Shauna riding, Mia kind of performing, like they're just a great duo. So it's, it's a great show.
0: Well, and I think that Mia, she's not trying. Mm-hmm. That's just who she is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people love authenticity, whether it be on a, wa- whether they can see themselves in that person or not, which a lot of people probably can't, mm-hmm. but someone who isn't afraid to act like a little bit more on the edgy side and is just confident on that and that's the person they are and they're unapologetic unapologetic about it it? jesus marlboro uh yeah marlboro Uh, unapologetic i use all the time and i still can't say it um that's like enduring to people yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's brave
2: and mia's actually i don't want to say like that in real life but her character so she's actually a rapper in real life her name's chameleon um so she's been rapping um for quite a bit um she has a, a little bit of a different flow but she's always kind of had that like wilder edgier personality and she's just terrific like outside of the show she's Damn. very talented yeah insider and things. it was, and it was yeah. also her first time acting too so it's like that was she, her first time just, acting she just is that person um, oh
0: my that's God. incredible yeah, yeah. 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 you love Wait, to see it what is oh that what was that artist name it's a guy that was like they see me rolling oh chameleon chameleon yeah. I was like why does that sound familiar uh, to me yeah. yeah yeah
2: so you were talking about parodies they made a song called white and nerdy Oh to catch yeah, me white I nerd, it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. but Chameleon air he became a very successful businessman. Man, so he started investing all his money that he made, like all the money he made from his first album. He started investing. He's like a partial sports on- owner of like one team, and what? he's making millions. And like, if you look up like the top twenty wealthiest rappers, he's like top fifteen. And people are um, probably um, like, he "Why?" Only, he only had like one or two albums, but like he spent all that money and started investing in like a bunch of business endeav- endeavors. Um but yeah, he's, he's the man. Well,
0: he is a chameleon mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, now he is. <laughs> yeah. Damn, good now for is, him. Yeah, he's killing it. See, puns, dad jokes. We, dad we, jokes we got him. We, we love it, dad We got him. Parodies.
1: Here. here we go. Okay, so as we've stated before. I am a huge fan of Eminem and I grew up listening to rap because of my brother and sister who are 10 and eight and a half years older than me. And on top of that, I'm a Leo and I love karaoke. Mm -hmm. So my karaoke song, which we all know, but for the listeners is my band by D12 and I do all of the parts by myself. We're not going to (laughs) talk about that time in Seattle because that was not the time.
0: We don't have to talk about
1: Um, it. Naturally, I feel like the way I would get discovered would be at a karaoke bar. And because social media is such a huge part of most of our lives uh. now, um, there's a part of me that thinks it would definitely be because of a video that okay. was posted online, say, like on someone's story or something, tagging D12 mm. or who Denon, <laughs> M, Dre, whoever you want to tag, um, of me rapping to my band D- by D12 alone and singing all of the parts. Um, but if we're talking just back in the day, I feel like just from being at a karaoke bar, and having the right people. Just being there. there
2: and having, like, yeah, someone like from the industry, like seeing you and they'd be like, right. she's yeah. got talent. That one. I'm that one. Over yeah, there. well, then. you can <laughs> rap, but what would
1: I rap about is the question that I keep getting stuck on because truly, I don't know what I would rap about. Well, what do you care about? My dog <laughs> and a dog rapper. <laughs> a dog Ooh, rapper. Ooh, do I could rapper. do raps
0: for Petco. You could, <laughs> you could, and then you could collaborate with Snoop Dogg. Today, okay so a. that's that's snoop what dog, i would do nate i would dog. collaborate oh you'd be with part of snoop the dog, dog. The
2: do- I would be they're called the, the- dog pound
0: hand dog
2: the dog pound hand dog <gasps> oh so it says like snoop Dogg, nate dog um there's a few other dogs in there little bow wow's not even a member but he was a dog affiliate <laughs> dog, dog affiliate. affiliate! <laughs> yeah little bow wow and then he became bow Wow, and now he's just like broke i don't know
0: shod shad <laughs> shad shad what is his name So now that we've got a bit ridiculous, uh, as we often do, it's time to go back to praising ladies in our life. Let's do it. And next we have Let's Let's Hear hear It it For for The Girls.
1: girls. So since we love to end on a positive note, Let's Hear It For The Girls is a segment where we shout out the female-identifying people in film and TV that you, the listeners, should know about. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so these are the emerging or maybe (laughs) slept-on creatives that you can support and check out in the future. So, Eric... Who are some of these individuals in your life that you're saying "Let's do" that are killing it right now, and why?
2: First two that come to mind are two music supervisors that I work with, uh, Stephanie Diaz and Sarah Bromberg. Um, They kind of i don't say discovered me, but I worked with them loosely on Sweet Life, season one. Um, I was with a different company, and we kind of collaborated together. And they were like, "Oh, he's great. Let's poach him. Have him work for us at Radio." Um, and a lot of the knowledge that I'm, you know, learning as I'm part of radio, I'm like a lot, I'm learning a lot from them and they've been in this industry for, you know, over, you know, over 10 years and they've been doing stuff from advertisements to TV shows, to films. Um, so it's kind of like a lot of the questions that I'll have because there's new things that come up every day. There's new issues and there's always a solution that could potentially happen, but I just don't know it yet. So I'll like reach out to them, call them. And they're so caring, and they always have the answers. And I just learned way, way too much from them. They're incredible. Um, so, yeah, they're two of, like, the best music supervisors, I think. Because not only because I work with them, but just their style, their creative tastes, and how they handle situations. I just love them. So, them too.
1: So, Eric, mm-hmm. what are your next endeavors? And what can people look out for and check out for you in the near future?
2: Yeah, there's um. So two two quick things that are coming out. In the near future, um, I worked on a documentary about mariachi music that will be at Sundance. Oh, fuck yeah! They announced it; it's going to be part of Sundance. So, oh. it, it's it's fun. It's not like music heavy. Like I didn't do too much of creative work. We had a great composer named Camilo. Um, if people know the band, the artist Mexican Institute of Sound, um, he is that person, and he's a great composer. So he did a lot of the work. We did a lot of just the music clearances, but that's a really it's it's a really great documentary. Um, about a lot of like the origins of mariachi music, and it follows this mariachi competition band, this high school band in Texas, going on competitions and just like performing. It's, it's really good. It's really informative. Um, but a great my show, Mexican
0: ass will be watching that. Yeah. A great
2: show that I will be working on. I think it comes out maybe April May. It's called The Horror of Dolores Roach. Do you guys know from about the it? It podcast? you from the podcast. Yeah, and it's essentially based loosely on. It's influenced by Sweeney Todd. And this Latina, she's Dominican in Washington Heights, she gets sent to jail for X number of years, comes back, the whole neighborhood is gentrified. She's like, Where the hell am I? This is not the neighborhood that like I grew up in. And then she she meets somebody who works at an empanada shop. And he's like, All right, you're like, I love you. Like I knew you from back in the day, like stay in my empanada shop. Um, and then they start murdering people and using their meat to make empanadas. Ooh, and, whoa. and and it gets dark, but it's funny. It's it's gory, it's gruesome, and the music selection in that just I had a lot of fun with the music on that. um I worked with that one with Stephanie Diaz, and you know, it was all Latin music, all Dominican artists. um Not I don't not all Dominican artists, but all Latin music, and it's just a really fun show. So I'm excited. I'm really excited about that one to come. Out.
0: I fucking we gotta love watch that. It'll
2: it'll be on Amazon.
0: Oh, yeah. I love empanadas. And <laughs> I, I fear that if I watch it, I will never be able to eat one again. Oh, my God. There's so
2: many close ups of them like eating, the eating like the empanadas oh, and then like no. enjoying it and like they're loving it. But like as viewers, you're like, oh, my God, like that's a, you know, that's a, someone's ass in that empanada. <laughs> An ass <laughs> empanada. God. Empanada. I yeah. can't
0: they wait ass. to watch this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today.
2: Oh, my God. This is so much fun
0: yeah this fun. is my first
2: like time ever being on a podcast po- we get, pod, be, 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 podcast but yeah we get good.
0: to take eric's podcast virginity let's go oh Yay. yes pop that cherry baby hey how you Hell doing yeah. <laughs> well we'll have many more let's stories i'm a blank let's blue sky it match her up and here for <laughs> the girls in future episodes along with several other fun-filled segments and guests and in the meantime make sure to follow
1: us on instagram and tiktok at OCS Productions, and let us know which segments you're really digging because we have much more video content as of late and we want to interact with you
0: also please rate us with a smashing five stars wherever you listen to podcasts and write us a review on apple Podcasts, please for the love of god and we'll catch you next time for more she said let's